Let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Oh, 111-109, Rockets over the Spurs, 30 seconds to go. Should have bet oh, this. Damn Devin it. Vassell, by the way, over yes, 20 sir. points. There we go. That I, was... I that boost, plus money? Oh, yeah. I, I, that was like plus 130, and I boosted it to plus 260, I think. Got a nice little boost to it. Ooh, Is that Wemby tying the game right there? Wemby was 0 for... Is, yeah, 0 for 6 and 3s today, though, but now 6 of 16 has 17 points. Close three turnovers, so he we went over the 2.5. They're going to keep elevating that turnover number, so I don't know how much longer we're going to get decent numbers on that because it was 1.5 to start the season, 2.5 today, but he still had 3. He had 5 in the opener. Only two fouls, though, for Wemby. We got ourselves a tie game here. Wemby's got that all. clutch gene. Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah, he's not scared. He's a yeah, he does. ball. I think the Spurs are going to be good next year. I think this year they're really going to struggle to close out games. Mm-hmm. Kind of like last year, you know what I mean? But last year they had a, they had a goal in mind. It was last year kind of felt like they were trying yeah. to throw games away just a little bit, if we're being honest. Yeah. yeah, there were multiple games where they were like down three. Pop would call a timeout and they wouldn't even attempt a field goal. Yes. I was like, I see what's going on here. All right, guys, here's the plan. Don't shoot. Yeah. What? Coach, but we're dead. Don't shoot. Yeah. Now they got Wemby, though, so... Um, Man, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch here the next couple of years. I love this team. Right and you now. know the thing, too, is like the fact that they got Wembenyama, everybody knew they were tanking. It just encourages other teams to do it. Like, I know the odds make it not, they've smoothed out the odds. It's a lot harder to have the number one overall pick, but it's this just a great example of. Everybody knew what was going on. We watched them in the second half of games. You knew the team was better than where they were last Would you year. you guys love my team if we had Wembenyama? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, me too. You still got a good young team up there in Portland. Do we? Yes. We're going to get blown out to the Orlando Magic. Don't tonight. worry about this year. Worry about the future. All right. It's about the future. Trista. No shame in losing to the Magic either. Listen, yeah, you're no in a much shame. better position than the Bulls are right now. By the yeah. way, Chauncey Billups said today, which made me very excited, that his goal is for Shaden Sharp in two years to be Devin Booker. Ooh. And I said, oh, my God. Okay. Well, it's a good hey. goal. It's a good All right, goal. here we go. We got, uh, well, there's the clock. All right, 17 seconds to go. Tie game, Rockets and Spurs. Yeah. Fred Van Vliet with the ball. Can we get a little t- uh, overtime? I wouldn't and hate that. What are, you, what are you sweating here? Nothing. Oh, wide open. Oh. Jabari Smith missing Misses open it. three. Wemby the, the rebound. Oh, he's fighting for it. Oh, he's not that strong, Jump though. Ball. Dylan Brooks trying to rip the ball out of his hands, and, well, you know. Damn, should have called the timeout right away. Yeah. All right, so 1.9 seconds to go here. We may have ourselves overtime. Let's Good see. What do you do. say? Good chance we do. Let's see. Oh. Jump ball between Dylan Brooks and Victor Webinyama. <laughs> I wish you could bet fun. this. Wemby minus three fifty. I would bet. Bur- I would. I would uh, bet Brooks. Well, what Dylan Brooks is going to do is just when when Wemby goes up, he's going to hit him in the crotch. Yeah. 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 So then you know it's not really going to even matter. All right. So they called a timeout. So uh, we got that. All right. We'll get back to the last few games in the NFL. But while we got this break, and we jump around, jumping all the games. By the way, five three Arizona up on Texas. Bottom of the sixth. Runners on first and second now uh, for the Rangers here in the World Series game one. A lot of time in the NFL. Let's take a trip down to uh, Horvat U. The face and listen up. Class is in session at Horvat U. I feel like the season's kind of flying by, don't yeah. you guys? It's week yes. nine now. I mean, this week feels. This weekend also just feels like it's not as good of a slate. Yeah, no. you got to love college football. There's obviously some Utah, Oregon, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be some sneaky good games, and also a really good point by Bill Bender earlier in the show that we haven't really had that big upset. There's been some minor upsets, you know what I mean? Like, but 
for me, Texas beating Alabama wasn't an upset. At the time, they were healthy with the healthy Quinn Ewers. I thought they were the better team. Um, kind of coming around on Alabama now with only one loss, though, guys. They're 14-1 to to win the national title <laughs> if you want to get nuts. Obviously, we'll be on the air. The BetQL tailgate to kick off tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern time. Check it out on the BetQL network, the Odyssey app. My guy PJ Glasser is going to join me at 940 because I'm going to try to talk him into some Alabama futures, and he's got some good stuff. We're going to talk about the Heisman market. But a couple that I wanted to throw out, my favorite bet of the week, Luke actually just asked me, he said, wait, your favorite bet of the week is actually Purdue? Uh, It is. It is Purdue. I was hoping to get a three. We're not going to get a three. It opened at two and a half, and now it's down to two. You could buy a three if you really want. I'm not going to do that because I think Purdue's actually going to win this game outright, guys. Nebraska's pass defense isn't very good. They do have a top 10 run defense, but Purdue doesn't look to run the ball. They have Hudson Card. Uh, Graham Harrell's their OC. They like to push the ball down the field or at least attempt to. They're not the best passing offense, only about 230 passing yards per game, but I think they'll be able to move the ball a little bit against Nebraska. reason I'm fading Nebraska is you always know what it is with uh, Matt Rule year one, just about building the culture, not really about winning the games. But they've won a couple here, and now they're beat up, though, because of it. They've like been through some wars here. Now they got three offensive linemen most likely not going to go in this game. Two of their top wide receivers not going to go in this game. They lost two running backs. They have one of the most disgusting injury reports right now in all of college football. So I like Purdue. They've had a couple bad losses to bounce back here. And... uh win this one outright, but I would grab the plus two just to be safe, obviously. I have a question for you because yeah. I was looking this up, and I think it was Thor Nystrom, but I'm not remembering whether it was because we had a few guests on tonight. Yeah. I don't understand why there are people, and I think it was him, that said that Oregon's run defense is not very good, and that's what Utah wants to do. I went a little bit down the, the golden road and went to team rankings. Uh, Oregon's rush play, rush Opponent rush play percentage, number two in the country. Yeah. Opponent yards per rush, 17th in the country. Opponent rushes per game, fourth in the country. Opponent rush yards per game, ninth in the country. That sounds pretty good to me. And that's I'm, I'm glad that you went there. That's why I like Oregon in the game. And I I, I love Thor. I didn't really get that either. I was looking at that too um, I still last see night. Did you see me squint when I, I like popped up my head like, what? Oregon's rush defense, they haven't allowed 100 yards in the last five games on the ground. So, I mean, this is going to be their biggest test, We've don't get me wrong. We've never been good, like, historically I guess, at defense I mean, in terms if you're, of running the ball. But. If you're going to, like, make the case against them, I guess you could hit an explosive on them. Yes. But, again, they haven't allowed 100 yards in the last five games. They fa- they've also faced five passing offenses. You know what I mean? Like, Washington can't run the ball this yeah. year. They lost their best running back before we even got into the season. But, yeah, Oregon's defense, that's why I like this Oregon team. And that's why I picked them to win the Pac-12. And I know they lost to Washington, but if they see them again, I think they'll beat them. And it's because of the defense. They have 25 sacks their last six games. Yeah. They get after the quarterback. I think they're fine against the, the run. in and sack percentage. Yeah, and Utah really can't run the ball. They're outside the top 80 right now in EPA per rush, and they're also 98th in a fu- uh, offensive line yards. They're not really getting a whole bunch of push. They're winning these games, Utah is, because they have a really good head coach in Kyle Winningham. In my opinion, top five in the good country. defense as well. But a lot of injuries, and I think that's where, like, I, I think this is where they come back down to earth, even at home. Yeah. I bet this right away at four. If we get to seven, seven and a half, I do get why people would like Utah. There's going to be some cold weather. They're at home. It's a tough place to play. But also, I feel like people are making the case against Oregon for the wrong reason. People are talking about, well, Bull Nix isn't really pushing the ball down the field. They're only 73rd in explosiveness. Number one in completion percentage in all of college football. Yeah, and they're number two in success rate. So I'm fine with them, like, four, five-yard runs or, you know, like, dinking and dunking down the field. Like, and Bo Nix. We, we give Bo Nix a hard time about being Bo Picks. 
But Oregon, like one of the best teams at not turning the ball over that's, on interceptions. That's the thing. Like Utah lives with takeaways. You go back, okay, so they beat UCLA 14-7 to and covered the number against UCLA a couple weeks ago. But Dante Moore throws a terrible interception right before the first half ends, and they have all the momentum going into the second half of that game, right? Bo Nix, Oregon, like you said, they don't turn the ball over. He completes 70% of his passes this season have been under 10 air yards, and I think that like that phone booth type offense, that's the way that you beat Utah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like Utah last week, they go against an explosive passing offense in USC. They completely shut him down. Caleb Williams only averaged 7.3 yards per attempt. Pro football focus grade, 68.6. And that's because Utah is second in passing explosiveness allowed, but they will give you the underneath stuff. You and saw that's that. that's what Bo Nix is going to do is a lot of dinking and dunking if that's what you give them. Yeah, like the comp that I would have would be week one, Graham Mertz was 25 for 29 on throws under 10 yards against Utah. Bo Nix leads the country in adjusted accuracy rate. So I, and I think that he's a little bit better than Graham Mertz. So I'm like with you. I like the Ducks in this game. And then on the offensive side of the ball for Utah, Whittingham did have an awesome quote. He was talking about uh, Oregon, and he's like, yeah, they got a Heisman quarterback, Bo Nix. He's awesome. We're really proud of him. We got a pig farmer, and we're, we're, we're proud of this guy, too. <laughs> and Bryson Barnes was good against UC, USC, but that's USC, man. And we look at a four-game sample size. He's averaging 7.1 yards per attempt, and he has five turnover-worthy throws. If, if Oregon gets a couple takes away, takeaways in this game, like it could get ugly. And also... Utah really, like I said, they can't run the ball outside the top 80 in EPA per rush, but they're still running on 60% of their offensive plays, and they're not really efficient. So I'll go Ducks. I like Purdue. And then one last one I want to throw out. I'll have some more tomorrow, obviously. Iowa State, right now, though, I would go money line. I bet them at one and a half. They're not three-point favorites. There's some cheap money lines if you shop around, of course. So back-to-back wins, and now they're coming back from their bye week. I think they're going to be extra motivated here. Baylor's won two straight in this series, seven of the last ten overall. So I think Iowa State, Matt Campbell, is going to get them up for this game. And they're actually one of the healthiest teams in the conference. They actually don't have one player on their injury report. You never see that in college football once you get past week five. Um, Offensively, not really good outside the top 100, but defense, pretty damn good. And Baylor's not really that good at anything. 99th in total defense, 59th in total offense. And Blake Shapin, their quarterback, came back. He's got five touchdowns, no picks. But now he steps up in class against Iowa State's defense, who's top 10 in the country. And like you saw last year, Shapin throws a bunch of picks. What do you think about the UCLA game against Colorado? UCLA, seven-point favorite, 17. Actually, no, it's down to 15 and a half. I yeah. forgot. Yeah. I wrote it down at 17 earlier today, but the line has moved a lot. Yeah, I bet the bad number. I bet UCLA at 17. I think UCLA is better without Dante Moore. And the reason that they bench Dante Moore is... The only reason Dante Moore was getting the start was because he threatened to leave the program. And that's their five-star recruit. I think he's going to be good. He just wasn't ready to play as a true freshman. Not a lot of guys are. But I mean, the his reason... first pass was a pick six. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and he's thrown a couple of those. Put them in some really bad spot. So I I, I like them now um, with more of like a game manager quarterback because they still have two running backs that average over seven yards per carry, Carson Steele, and they have the number one scoring defense in the Pac-12. So I like them against Colorado. But I'm a little bit nervous that that number continues to go down. Is that just because Colorado's still getting a bunch I think of it's love? Cr- I think it's because People still love Colorado. Yeah. yeah. I just never know what I'm going to get with that team, though. Like, a couple weeks ago, the first half against Stanford, we leave here, they're up 29 nothing. I get home, they end oh, up losing that game outright. That game. And how motivated are they? Like, how, how into it are they right now? I just saw Dion Shador, and Travis Hunter at a basketball See, game. Not that there's the, anything wrong Trista with that. scolded me on Tuesday for saying that, and I was like, that... Is a thing. Well, I just think they they're thinking of. I think they're just thinking of like what's next. Yes, kind of. like I, like Dion knows he's not going to win this year. 
probably not going They've to already win next year. They've already overachieved this year. Dion needs to make, yes, if they get into a bowl game the next two years, he's probably gone year three. And I think that's the goal. To him. the Miami Hurricanes. And, and I think he would love that. Oh, I, man, I, I def- want that to happen he so wants, bad. He wants... I, I don't know this for sure. I think Dion wants to go against Florida State. I yeah. think he wants to be in the ACC. Yeah. I mean, he wanted that job so bad. I do think that Florida State made the right decision, it looks like, with Mike Norvell. They're unbeaten right now. But I think that's what Dion wants to do. Everybody keeps talking about the NFL. Dion is not an NFL coach. Mm-hmm. He's not going in there and, like... Talking to Aaron Donald the way that he talks to these dudes, they'd be like, "All right, man, like you were a legend twenty years ago." We with nothing but love, Prime, but rich guys don't want to hear that stuff. Kids no. do. Kids want, yeah. Deion Sanders Even coming in your living room. He's a great. He's also a great, like salesman. Let's be honest. Recruiting is selling your program to people. Yeah. And who better than somebody like Deion Sanders to come in in your living room, talk to your parents, talk to you, and make you want to play football for him? Yeah. Or now. In the transfer portal. Yeah. Snagging guys from other programs. Hey, I'm going to give you more of an opportunity. Look at what we're building here. You got all that. Yeah. yeah. Get your sunglasses for free. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think they get beat, I, hopefully, by 18 points. I, and then the other one, uh, I agree with Thoron, was Michigan State. Michigan State plus seven. I liked Minnesota last week against Iowa. They finally beat Iowa. Uh, P.J. Fleck was 0-6 against Kirk. They hadn't beaten him in 25 years. And Michigan State hasn't won a Big Ten game. I think that comes this week. I think they win this game outright, actually. The first two games of the season, they beat Central Michigan and Richmond. Since then, they've lost five straight. But they were really good against Rutgers until the fourth quarter. They lost that game 27-24. They were pretty good against Iowa. Outgained them. Everybody outgains Iowa. And then got absolutely blown out against Michigan. But I just think that kind of tells you where Michigan's at. Especially in that conference. I think they're going to blow out Ohio State in a couple weeks too. And Minnesota's got a bunch of injuries. Darius Taylor has 100 rushing yards in three of his last four games. Might not play in this game like Thor told us. And if you look at the wide receiver room, they only have one player with at least 300 yards this season, and that's Daniel Jackson. So Michigan State's defense going to be able to double-team him, put some safety help up top. I like I like Sparty. I think they might win this game outright if you guys really want to What's get What's the nuts. money line on that now? So it was plus 7, and then it was plus, I want to say, 250 earlier. I'm all frozen up right now, but I want to say that's about where we're at. Okay. Yeah. Might Don't hate it, it, though. What about Ohio State? Yeah. 14.5-point favorite at Wisconsin. I know that Camp Randall is a tough place to play, but I just feel like Wisconsin's rough, right? Like, yeah. offensively very rough, considering that Ohio State is like, they're like a snake. They just choke you out. Yeah, I would only bet Ohio State in this game. You know, I was trying to make the case for Wisconsin because it'll be a night game at Camp Randall, and maybe now without Tanner Mordecai and a backup quarterback... <laughs> Maybe you're going to run the ball a little bit more. But, man, a couple weeks ago they lost uh, Ches Malusi, who's a really good back. I mean, you know, they're still your your typical Wisconsin-type offense, strong offensive line. The defense is good, but the defense isn't great. And I know Kyle McCord, I mean, he's not – I was looking at C.J. Stroud's numbers last year compared to where McCord's at, right? And, like, Kyle McCord – I mean, C.J. Stroud already had 25 touchdown passes at this point of the season. You know what I mean? It's just not the same passing offense. But against this Badgers uh, defense, I think they might be able to move the ball. Like, who's going to contain Marvin Harrison in this game? I don't know. Abuka should be a little bit healthier. They're going to get Henderson back. I think they'll be able to run the ball a little bit. I would only bet Ohio State. It's like a 24-6 game. I just feel like Ohio State, Penn State, and um, obviously Michigan are so much. I mean, yeah, they're just on another level right now than those other teams. And Penn State's not on the same level as the other one. So what is that like? But we'll roll with Ohio State if we do bet that one. Plenty more coming up tomorrow.
BetQL tailgate. Nine Eastern. I keep watching the Spurs. I love the Spurs. 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 Spent MGM the night.